Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're your hosts, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover. And, uh, man, we are looking forward to a great episode today. Well, it is the new year and lots of uh, new things going on. And and we always look into a new year with hope and excitement and what's God going to do? Or we're sometimes we're ready to just turn the page and That's right. move on. And sometimes we're like, man, that was a great year. I hope the next one's going to be as good. That's and, right, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I hope your new year's getting kicked off yeah, the right way. So we're sitting here, first episode of the new year. We had a great holidays. I hope mm-hmm. you did, too. And we're like 48 hours from the national championship. And and we are big dog fans. Like, in real life, we do like dogs. But big (laughs) Georgia Bulldog fans. And um, last year, I feel like the whole nation was pulling for Georgia to win. And this year, year I feel feel like the whole nation's pulling for Georgia to lose. Are we the new Alabama? Oh, my gosh. maybe. And I don't mind saying that because Alabama had... Yeah, dynasty, awesome. That, yeah, that's, but we had some rough years. We had a lot of years, a lot of rough losses to them. So, so if you're a hater, we're sorry, but you it, gotta love a team, and we yeah, love the dogs. And it's taken a while for us to get to the point that we can I, be excited. I told Colby, our son, he's 11. He has really only known Georgia to be great, you know, good mm-hmm. under Kirby Smart's. Really, all the he remembers. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so he looks at the years where we only won 10 games and it's like, oh, we were oh. awful. Like, Buddy, no. let me tell you about the 90s. Oh, that's right. And, uh, and, and so I said, let's just enjoy this while it's here because mm-hmm. it won't be here forever. But while it's here, we're going to enjoy it yes. and have fun with it. Yes. So by the t- as you're listening to this, you probably, the game's probably already happened. You probably know the outcome, mm. but we don't as we sit here. We're anticipating. That's right. So don't get into the DeLorean and come back and tell That's us. That's right. right. That's Just right. keep it quiet. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, but we're really excited about today's uh, episode. This is um, sit back for a journey mm-hmm. of so, what we're about to talk tell you about. This is a marriage adventure podcast, and we call it the marriage adventure for a reason. That's because, I mean, marriage is the ultimate adventure, and you you sometimes plan for those, and the I'm listening to our intro role, and I'm thinking we're all looking for adventure. Sometimes we are, and sometimes it just sometimes finds us. We are not. No, and sometimes it just, I want boring. Exactly. I'm just like I, I I can handle a little less adventure in my life because you know with adventure you've got all the highs, but then you're going to hit some lows, and it's everything you can think of on this journey. And and typically we spend a podcast focused on one topic. It's just mm-hmm. the topic of how can you, you know, grow in communication or whatever. It, mm-hmm. and, it, and we focus it to kind of give you some action points. But today's going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to share kind of a, our heart and our story of an adventure that we've been on. And a lot of the twists and turns have got kind of gotten us to the big news. So teaser, there's big news coming. There at, is by a the big end. reveal. Um, but... I'm going to tell you, this last year and a half has been crazy, and it's uh, it's not all been good, and we're probably going to be unpacking all the details over the of all the things we've le- learned and relational things in our marriage that that's our, our whole next year's mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> podcast of all of those things, but today, we want to just share a journey with you. Yeah. So, 
We will start way back when. Bonnie, we've been married 26 and a half years. Yep. Is that, please tell me that's right, right? That's right. Yep, didn't mess that up. Mm-hmm. So uh, June 29th, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. See, mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and over the course of 26 and a half years, we have seen God do some really crazy stuff. Cool, amazing. Really cool stuff. Like, miraculous stuff. Couldn't have happened unless it was God. Yep. And uh, that's from the days we were on the road doing music to, I mean, our first CD, right? We were in college kids mm-hmm. and God provided... Uh, like $12,000 and we made like a hundred dollars a week, you know? So, I mean, that was, we, at that moment, that was the biggest thing we had ever seen and rightfully so. And then you move just, just, you know, what we did on the road and being able to do that. And God provided weekly for that. And then we, we moved to North star, came on staff in Oh three and, and man, just how God moved there. And then, uh, over the course well, and, and marriage, just seeing the years we went through infertility and yep. how God built our family. And, and got then got Josie here. And then the mir- miraculous, you know, having Josie and then the miracle of adopting Colby and yep. so many things. We've seen God's hand so obvious Oof. and big. And this can only be God moments mm-hmm. in our marriage and, um, and then just in our ministry. And I don't know that I've seen one any bigger than mm-hmm. what we've experienced over the last few months. Yeah. And so uh, to kind of take you back in 2016, uh, God kind of gave Bonnie and I a heart for marriages. I was, um, I, I had stuck my head in our premarital workshop that was going on at the church as executive pastor. I just kind of stick my head in different ministries and on Sunday morning and uh, we had outsourced it and to some counselors and all that. And I stuck my head in there and I was like, this just isn't the best it can be. Mm. There was two, like two or three couples in there, and they really looked kind of bored. Mm. And uh, and it just wasn't the best it could be. And so I went to our pastor and said, hey, what if Bonnie and I take that, bring it in-house, and really build that? And he said, absolutely, that sounds great. And so we did. We did that, went and got trained and came back and really built that. And the premarital workshop was a lot of fun, really successful. And so then we started doing a couple checkup workshops for married couples and different things like that. And those went along great. And then in, a few years later, in 2019, we just thought, well, you know, we need to really revisit and see, God, what do you have next for yeah. marriages at our church? Mm-hmm. And um, and so we took the, we got a babysitter, we took the motor home, and we went by the lake That's and rolled we, out the awning. Uh, I should when, have known when we yes. rolled out that awning and sat by the water. Yep. Something was when the happen. two of us, you have to understand through our marriage, it's like when we would go away, just the two of us, and roll out the awning and sit there by the water. By the water, God usually was ready for a shakeup. <laughs> That's <laughs> how we got to North Star. That is, it absolutely is. And um, I wasn't necessarily prepared for a shakeup, but we were just praying, Lord, what do you want to do with just you know to change some things to help we marriages? Yeah, we weren't looking for no. anything. We were just Mm-mm. wanting to kind of know next, and so. Yeah. Next in way of a Bible study, a program at the church, not sure. next for us. So God, that weekend gave, I mean, he, it was like he just unloaded and downloaded a vision for a ministry. Mm-hmm. And we weren't sure then, is this a ministry of North Star? Is this a ministry of Daniel and Bonnie? Mm-hmm. That would be kind of our ministry, of course, out of North Star, because we're out of North Star. Um, what would that be? But it was a very um, detailed, uh, concise vision it was i kind of say it was a three-legged stool Mm -hmm. so one of the legs was to to start a podcast a discussion that married couples could dive into and uh and listen to and get 
help for marriage. Just encourage know? encouragement and just to keep keep the dialogue open in the relationship because sometimes we just stop looking at stuff and this yep. would just be a way they could, oh, let's just listen to this. And so if you're listening, that's kind of the intent for that's this right. podcast. That's right. And so that was the first leg. And then the second was there was a book, some some things that God had written on our heart we wanted to write. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so a book of and many books down the road, but we had to start with one. So a book, Bible study and resources, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and so podcast, Bible study book resources. And then the third leg of that stool was down the line, future. We thought this was way future vision. Mm-hmm. Having a place when when my pastor retires, I, yeah, I think I'll be done there. When our the kids, kids are will grown. be out of the house around that time. That all kind of will happen around similar time. And uh, But we could have some property, a place where couples could come and put their marriage, either either one, just refresh their marriage mm-hmm. and check up their marriage if they're, you know, maybe they're healthy, but we all need checkup, right? Or or if they're not in a good spot and uh, they're kind of maybe on the verge of divorce or, or that we, they could come and put their marriage back yeah. together and have a, a place. Well, and I have to say, typically the way our marriage works <coughs> is Daniel has the vision and then I come along. But this was very vivid for both of us. This was something was. that I still have that picture in my mind of of what we had laid out in our mind for, for the place that, that couples would come and what our little retirement house would look like and yeah. how all that would. I have a very clear picture in my head of what that all looked like. So in and, and the book and all the, as we begin writing that stuff and it just flowed out of me too. I, I did. It was a new experience. Yeah. I had not really experienced that. So we launched the podcast a few months later. It was really amazing because we shared that vision with our pastor and a few friends. Yeah. Just and um, and we had a couple of a couple of people just we didn't ask. So they just kind of wrote us a, a few little checks that uh, was huge to us, mm-hmm. and it helped us get the podcast gear and kind of some seed money to get yeah. up and going, which was encouragement for us to provide and say, man, that God's behind this. Yep. And so we started the podcast. Uh, it, actually, the mics you're hearing and everything, yep. they, they paid for. And uh, so we started, launched the podcast uh, January of 2020. Yep. And uh, didn't know what was coming up, you know, a few months down the road. And so, and then um, and then in 2021, April, mm-hmm. uh, we published the book and got mm-hmm. the book out. Mm-hmm. And then that summer, uh, I think it was July or August, the Bible study came mm-hmm. out the marriage adventure bible study and uh and we got it out on right now media and so if you don't have right now media check into it mm-hmm. and um and so that all just like bang 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 god yeah. gave the vision boom there's a podcast boom there's the book yep. and um and it was almost kind of like we were floating through that mm-hmm. I, I look back now i'm sure it wasn't in the moment but because it was in the middle of covid and really crazy yeah. well and 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 covid was weird it was a weird year and Everybody remembers that, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think just for us, but it, there was a lot going on. And, and, you know, I think we're sitting around bored during COVID and you get, you're like, Stuck oh, in the house. need to get out of the house. Let's just go drive around. Just, you know, it's just do something different. And that's when we just started having this little stirring in our hearts of, hmm, I wonder what it'd be like to just go ahead and live on land. Well, and you're right at the height of the real estate market too. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at our home and I'm like, you know, if we're going to move, we could get the most out of our home right now than we'll ever be able to get, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, and so, so we found ourselves starting 2020, just driving around, looking at property. And then we found ourselves going in and out of Zillow, realtor.com. Mm-hmm. And we're like, 
what and is this we about? did that for probably nine months yeah because we were like we love our house we love, love our our neighborhood we loved everything about it it's like well, this is crazy why would we even be thinking about this now this is for future you know but you said something to me in the beginning of 2021 that really kind of stuck with me you're like you know if one day we're gonna have this great place that we live and, and bring couples in property property why would we wait why would we not raise our kids there so they can love it too yeah mm-hmm. and I was like and you know that's you, so true because you grew up in, in on land. You grew yeah. up in in the country, three hundred acres of land, and and so you, I think, down deep inside of you, you never said it until we moved here. You had that longing to one day get back to land, right? Yep, absolutely. Just being outside and just animals and and gardening and all that stuff. I had forgotten how much I loved it and how much it breathed life into me mm-hmm. until it was an option again. So we're we're in and out of Zillow and Realtor and all this, and then we uh, finally there was a we weren't looking at farms, we were really just looking at land to yeah. maybe build or something, and then finally this one farm came up that we were interested in, it was eight acres, and we went and looked at that and and uh, liked it, but weren't sure, and we kind of sat on it, and and in that season, if something hit the market, it was gone, you know, a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. And, uh, and we lost that one. We didn't get it. We did put an offer in and we lost it. But that, God showed us, I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready for you to start. You know, this is this is a reality. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, a few weeks later, this place where we live now just popped up on your notifications. And we got out here. We were the first people out here, like mm-hmm. 45 minutes later after it hit online. And we looked at it that night. And there was 10 other people the next day on schedule to look at it. And, um, and, and. We were like, we if we don't put an offer on it tonight, we're not getting it. And I still didn't think we'd get it. No. And um, and uh, and then our agent came to church the next morning and said they took your offer. Yeah. And they canceled all the other appointments for like, today. What? That doesn't make any Why sense. Why would they do that? What's wrong with the place? Yeah, right? exactly. That it, was a total God thing that that it, it would even we would even get it. And then then we were able to sell our house in one weekend for way more than we asked for it, which was common during that. Yes. Summer. But the fact that we got this way cheaper than they asked for. Yeah. That yep, yep. crazy circumstances there, but God it didn't favored appra- it us. It didn't appraise, and they came off the price of yeah. way, way bit. But God <laughs> favored us on the, the sale and the purchase yeah. side of things, which was really un- uncommon as well. And so that was another thing. The hand of God was in it. Yep. But even at that time, it was, we're just living here. And then when the kids are out of the house, I'm done with North Star. Let's, that'd be neat to do that and mm-hmm. have couples here. And then God started building that burning fire in our hearts to help do ministry on this property for mm-hmm. couples. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a barn already on it and uh, a well, barn it was a, it workshop was a work type thing. And it was a mechanic shop before then. And a barn is really whatever you make it, right? Barns mm-hmm. come in many shapes and sizes. And so we brought in a cabin, which we're actually sitting in podcasting in right now. And we brought in a cabin that, that summer, that fall, and built it out. And uh, to be a place where couples could come and stay. And, or just uh, if just a guest house. Or just for, family, cause, right? Because the house we moved into was much smaller than where we moved from. That's right. So we needed a guest room. So, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, this is just, you know, but but it's all moving fast. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and we thought marriage ministry here will be down the road, down the road. But, but the more we, the longer we're here, the more we started to build out, we're just this desire this vision started becoming more clear of doing marriage ministry here on the farm uh doing um checkups and debriefs for couples that are healthy 
and then doing intensives for couples that are, you know, kind of in a bad way on the on the doorstep of divorce, possibly, mm-hmm. and uh, two or three day intensives and in, in, you know twelve hours of digging in counseling mm-hmm. with them, and uh, and so the, we're building out the barn, we're building out the 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 cabin, and in this passion's burning. Meanwhile, I'm in a job at a church that I love. Our family is so ingrained in its home. I've been there almost 20 years. June coming up would be 20, will yeah, be 20 June years. June will be 20 years. And, and I love the pastor. Uh, there's no other church I'd rather be at. Mm-hmm. I love the staff. But at the same time, there is this discontentment in my heart. And mm-hmm. we call it a holy discontent. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that could only be explained by God. Well, because Eventually, because at the beginning, you didn't know, was this of God? That's true. And so, because typically when you're discontent, you're discontent with your circumstances. Mm-hmm. I wasn't discontent with my circumstances there. Mm-mm. I was just, I was in this pit personally, mm-hmm. and I couldn't reconcile it. Uh, meanwhile, I'm doing all this work at the farm, and I'm growing frustrated here mm-hmm. while I'm working. And, and uh, mm-hmm. it's this angry, angry, frustrated work like God, it, I feel like, I told you, Bonnie, I felt like it, it was kind of like Noah and probably how Noah felt. Um, I'm not, I'm not, not going to akin myself to Noah <laughs> and that whole project, no, no. but in my little mind, um, I can only imagine Noah gets this vision from God to build an ark and while he's building the ark, can you imagine how frustrated he was? God, I don't know what you're doing. These people mm-hmm. are laughing at me. I've never seen rain. Mm-hmm. animals how are you gonna get these animals in here but mm-hmm. i'm building it dang it mm-hmm. and that's well, kind of for you is like chopping down chopping down trees to build an ark is like cathartic yeah so you you're like angry work like building things angrily <laughs> yeah yeah and and i'm like god i trust you i do i just don't have a clue how this is going to work mm-hmm. and i wish i did because that would help me a lot mm-hmm. and uh and so i felt like i was building this ark and i don't know how the rain's going to come and i don't know how these stupid animals are coming in well, well, stupid animals being people. <laughs> and so, and they're not stupid. So, but, well, you know, so it was frustrating. Well, and any time that you, some, if you're ever wondering, are you on track and doing what God wants you to do, look around and see how much attack you're encountering. Yeah. Because it, that was the other part of this that, for me, I felt like, okay, I know we're continuing to march forward and do what God's calling us to do because we felt attack along the way from from the enemy it was a it was a barrage of illnesses and it was like one thing after another where (coughs) we got we get COVID and then Josie broke a couple of bones and then Colby had three concussions and I had a kidney stone and I broke two bones in my arm and Josie broke three bones you've broke three bones in a year Colby had three concussions we had COVID twice multiple trips to the ER Colby had a stomach thing that happened Mm -hmm. um had to put the donkey down, mm-hmm. um, and then the dog's hip came out of joint. We had to have surgery on that. Yeah. I mean, just crazy. No, nothing like a knockout punch. I mean, you know, we're not talking about brain tumor, cancer, anything no. like that. But we're just a bunch of body blows. Discouragement. Did you know in the moment, though, this was spiritual attack? Did um, you feel that God's doing something great and the enemy's attacking? At times I did because I remember because I've, been hosting a, a ladies Bible study at my house and the like week three I our, break our house and well while you were at work <laughs> while you were at work it'll be up at the house yeah yeah and um you're right it's our house um and I broke my arm and and I sense in that moment I'm doing a God thing 
and the devil is just trying to stop it. Yeah, yeah. I did. I sensed that. And then when the, we had to put the donkey down back in August, I was like, I, I felt that because there was always this turmoil of, I knew whenever I feel that attack, a lot of times it's with provision. Mm. And it's that we, we can't keep going to the ER. We can't keep, oh my gosh, we, we can't pay to put a donkey down. We can't pay to have a, you know, all these things hit financially. And it's where, I, yeah. and I know that's my Achilles heel as far as where the enemy likes to attack me. And so in my mind, it's like, we can't, you, you, you need to go to work. Yeah. We got to have insurance. Yeah, there's no way we can step, step yeah. away. You no. know, this, this can't be of God. Right. I'm like, is right. this God confirming? We're just, a, so I felt the attack in it mm-hmm. or is it was a struggle. It was just a struggle. It's been a hard year, honestly. Yeah. Um, so in, in our last, I'll never forget. We finished up a podcast episode here in the cabin and, mm-hmm. and we, uh, we pretty much had an argument. We had a fight pretty much about this, about intensives and in ministry here on the farm. And, uh, and it was pretty much a, you know, Daniel, I signed up to do this the podcast and the books and all, and ministry on the farm was down the road. Mm-hmm. And and I really had this inward struggle because my personality is such a driver, pioneering personality that if I'm not careful, um, I can I can leave a a a, a wake of dead bodies mm-hmm. behind me. Mm-hmm. And so I was having to ask myself, God, is this of you, mm-hmm. or is this is this just part of my flesh, part part of my personality, mm-hmm. wanting to drive forward? And do I need, I mean, I remember you asked me, you said, is this a contentment issue? Are, are the kids and I not enough for you? Mm. And um, and that that made me really stop and take inventory. And uh, and and so as we took inventory, we um, we started thinking back on the past year. We just had to remember. We had to remember all that God had done. And so what had God done? One miracle after another. I mean, just at the point we would think, well, we, we don't have any more resources to do this. We start building the the barn and, and out of nowhere, we, you ask somebody about plywood and our neighbor had long story. He said, Hey, yeah, we had this job and, and we, my I neighbor got all drops this off a pallet. 20 sheets of five by 12, three quarter inch, plywood that uh is a laminate resin it's it, it looks like it was it's gray custom gonna, made for gonna, the barn yeah and it's waterproof basically mm-hmm. and i'm like and he's like yeah we had this in a warehouse we were cleaning out you can have it. it's free mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like what you just saved me four grand and then we had a pallet of bricks someone said hey this was on a job site you want, you want these and we built a little mantle the and kitchen cabinets everything people just kind of donated hey you know this came out of a thing and, and we're just seeing like how and then and then we wanted to dig we wanted to have a, we wanted to dig a pond we had a little water hole in our back pasture for the for cattle and for the horses but uh, we wanted to dig a pond and so i got quotes on the pond and average quote for digging the size pond we wanted to dig was about 30 grand mm-hmm. well that ain't happening you know because we were just well, going to cash roll kind of cash everything pay cash and so well we're not going to have a pond <laughs> and so meanwhile um Separate issue is we have a one-acre uh, horse arena out front that um, previous owners used, but we, you know, we don't we don't do rodeos. We don't need an arena, and it had this 
gravel dust. It's called M10. It's a. It looks like dirt, but there's no um, properties in it that allow you to you know nutrients to grow anything. Mm-hmm. It's basically just gravel dust, and and it's good for horses, but not good for what we want. We want to just grow grass and let it be grazing mm-hmm. area. And so, but it's an acre, and it's about three inches thick. And I'm like, I, how do I get rid? of it? I don't have heavy machinery. They they spent probably years getting it all in here yeah. so we're like this will take years to get out of here how do we do it we don't have a way to move this so stuff. i literally just i'm like i'm just gonna put it on marketplace and maybe hope for something mm-hmm. so we put it on marketplace and a couple people were interested in getting a little bit of it so there was they pushed up some piles but it really didn't help me any and then one day like a week later mm-hmm. you're sitting out on the front porch and a guy pulls in the driveway yeah he, he pulls up and he he stops and he's like, "Are you selling that dirt down there?" I'm like, he's, "Are you getting rid of this M10 stuff?" I'm like, "Uh, why? Yes, we are. Let me get my husband to call you." So I called him and I said, "How much do you need?" He said, "I need all of it." He said, "I got an arena that big or bigger." And he said, "I I own a you know, trucking company. I got dozers and I got got dump trucks and everything needed." He said, "We'll come and get it out." And and he said, "What do you want for it?" And I said, "Well, do you have an excavator?" And he said, I do. And I and I said, well, we're wanting to dig a pond in our back pasture. And um, we're needing to rent one. Need to rent one. So make a long story short, he comes, looks at it. His guys show up Monday and his guy's like, hey, where's your pond? And I said, oh, we're going to put it in the back. And he said, uh, all right, I'm going to dig it for you. So he digs my pond and takes all this gravel dust out of the arena Two things that I saw as charity. Yeah. And and God digs a pond for us yep. for free. Yep. I, I mean, we're freaking out. Now, we, we'd seeded around it, grass seed and all that. And we didn't have a pond. We had a big hole because it didn't mm-hmm. rain for like four months. Mm-hmm. But God did that for free. And we went back and we looked at that and the barn and all the crazy stuff God had done, crazy to us. And it was just so. It put us back on track of this is from God yep. and we need to bring ourselves into alignment with it. Because the things that we've seen happen here were way outside of our own resources. They were. And it wasn't something that we could have dreamed up. It was things that no. only God could do. And yeah. and then I think when even not even just the financial or the physical things that happened, but God began to, to remind us in little ways through encouragement. And you got a phone call one day that just really was. Yeah, this was last summer. A staff member um, at our church called me and she uh, she heads up our prayer ministry and she said, hey, um, this is going to seem odd and I don't want it to seem weird, but God, I was praying this week and God gave me a vision for you. And I was like, okay. And she said, do you want to hear it? And I'm like, uh, absolutely, maybe. I don't know. Do mm-hmm. I? <laughs> and she said, no, it's, it, I think it's good. I don't it might make sense to you. And she said, uh, the vision was that you were, you had climbed a ladder all the way to the top of a structure. And, um, and it had taken you as tall as, as high as it could. And you're standing on that structure. And then as the structure begins to crumble from beneath you, you reach out and grab another ladder structure and climb on top of it. I'm like, okay. And she said, and then when it was finished, I feel like God gave me the the translation of it. And she said, here it is. She said, the old support systems and things you've used in the past 
will no longer work for where he's taking you. <laughs> and I'm really glad she was on the phone because I couldn't tell anybody what we were going through, especially mm-hmm. people I, you know, in, around here local I worked with. And when I hung up the phone, mm-hmm. I just burst into tears. Mm-hmm. And I told you, Bonnie, you got to hear this. Yeah. The old support systems and things we've used in the past won't take us for where, won't suffice for where he's taking us. And, and I'm thinking, Lord, this, I don't know if I'm going to be on, is that your sign that I'm not going to be on staff at North Star? And this mm-hmm. is totally a unique new thing. Mm-hmm. And Which I was held, terrifying. Yeah. And I, and I, poor girl, I couldn't explain to her what it <laughs> meant to me. I was, I was like, well, wow. Well, thank you for telling me that. And, but I clung to that vision for the next six months. I mean, I wrote it on a little mm-hmm. card, put it by my desk and, and, um, and then as we're praying, God, <coughs> I told, I told, I told you, I said, I feel like we're standing on the edge of this Canyon mm-hmm. and on the other side, we know what it's, what the vision is. We know we're supposed to do marriage ministry here. We know we're supposed to continue in the podcast and doing writing, but there's this big Canyon and I don't know how to cross it. I don't know how to get over there. And because I can't, I can't build this ministry while I'm at North Star. Yeah. I can't, um, I can't do the things I need to do and be there. That's not fair for North Star. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and yet I, I can't leave North Star and walk away. God hasn't released me yet. And mainly because there's, there's, there's no income. Yeah. There's no finances, no salary for me to step. Kids got to eat, right? Yeah. And so that was the canyon. How do I cross that? I couldn't put that together. Mm-hmm. And uh, and meanwhile, I can't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, and you were also feeling this. I feel like I'm not bringing everything. This this amazing church needs this leadership, and I feel like I, you felt like you were failing in that. I did. Mm-hmm. And, felt uh, like I was shortchanging them. Yep, because you love the people there. <laughs> we we love. They're our family, or, and it's just that. I don't know what is this about, and so um, we get to the beginning of December, mm-hmm. and it had really reached a boiling point in our heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I told you, I said, I've, I think I got to have a talk with Mike, and our I'm pastor. Like, yes, sooner than rather than later. And well, <laughs> which scared the mess out of us because mm-hmm. can you imagine going? I mean, even though your boss is your friend and your pastor, you're going to your boss saying, "I feel led away from here, mm-hmm. but there's nothing to step to." Mm-hmm. Can you help me work through this? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know Mike's character and who he is, and nothing in me thought that he would, you know, say, "Oh, well, sorry, you're done here." Right. But at the same time, he he yes. ha- he's got to think about his church, and he's I got a responsibility. I, I totally, he needs to, and I got that. I understand that. And so, um, so it took me a week or so to you know kind of pray. How's this going to happen? Work through. And we were in a meeting. And uh, we have a meeting every Tuesday with about three or four of our senior staff. And and uh, we usually have a mid-meeting break where, you know, Mike and I have to go to the bathroom or something. And Too we, much information. We, well, so, it, well, but it's funny. We're, we're eating in the bathroom and we're, we're in there. I'm like, hey, did you got, you got lunch today? And typically, any other time, if I had just said, hey, you got lunch today? I want to talk to you about something. He would, he would be like, what's up? Yeah. And he didn't. He just had a lot going on, had a lot on his plate. And he said, no, man, I'm swamped today. And he didn't. I think it was the Holy Spirit. It uh, was. And so I just kind of, in my passive aggressiveness, chickened out. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's great. Well, that's great. <laughs> and, um, and I told you, so I'll just, I'll find another way to do it. We'll have that talk. And so, but I was ready to go to lunch that day and lay it out. And I chickened out. 
and that was a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And um, and then came Saturday Saturday came. Mm-hmm. And um, Saturday morning, I woke up to a text, and uh, usually I'm pretty I'm a pretty early riser, but uh, at seven a.m. my phone beeped and woke me up, and uh, so I was like, "Well, that's actually sleeping in." Yeah. And I woke up to a text from a friend that I hadn't seen in two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, to kind of give you a little backstory, um, his name's Eric, and Eric uh, was at North Star about eight years ago, and um, Eric got in my men's group, and uh, I didn't know him before then, but we had started a new semester, and he got in my men's group, and Eric's, I won't go into the details, but Eric's life had crumbled, um, I mean, he'd just been through a lot, most everybody in his life had been taken out, mm-hmm. and uh, that he was close to, and <laughs> he kept asking for prayer, mm-hmm. and he never, it was always just, you know, silent, you know, unspoken, unspoken. And then this week, he kind of opened up to the men about what had happened. And so I said, let's grab lunch. So we grabbed lunch, and we just began grabbing lunch uh, every every couple of weeks. And then probably for a while, there was every week. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was, uh, he was, man, he was at a point. His life was just broken. And uh, no fault of his personal sin. Just, Mm-mm. and um, it was tragic. And I, I began to see his life be put back together over the course of the next year, year and a half. Just the Lord. And uh, and he, he, you know, he we became good friends. And yeah. so he'd come over and eat dinner, <coughs> excuse me, with our family, mm-hmm. throw the ball. Colby was a little, little at the time. And he'd throw the ball with Colby and me. And we'd just hang out. Yeah. And I'd go to the Braves game. And I just, you know, he's a good bud. And we started diving into scripture, reading a couple books and and it was really cool over the next year or two to see God just systematically put his life back together. And introduce him to his wife. It, yep, he met, met his met wife. an amazing woman, and uh, I was able to do their wedding. They moved mm-hmm. down to Savannah, and he took a new job. And uh, and then life moves on. You know mm-hmm. how that is with friends. And uh, we, we've spoken probably two or three times in the past five, six years. Mm-hmm. Went down and visited one time, had dinner with him. And, um, but I get this text from him. I probably haven't talked to him in two years at this time. And uh, this is mid-December, and he said, Daniel, he said, Carmen and I were just, just thinking last night about what God has done and how he pulled pulled us through some dark times earlier, you know, several years ago. And I just got to thinking about you and Bonnie and how God, you know, you, you know brought you into my life. And he said, uh, fast forward six years later, and I've got a great, great marriage, great kids, uh, great church home, and uh, some new business ventures. And he said... I have a heart for gospel patronage. In other words, um, um, coming alongside gospel ministries and helping uh, help them you know, f- with resources and finances. He said, is there anything going on in y'all's life and ministry that I could, that we could help come alongside and support? Hmm. And oh, it was man. like, water to a third it was like you got to be kidding me and you were asleep and i'm like do i wake her up do i not it's saturday morning she wants to sleep in and luckily you woke up on your own so i didn't have to make that decision and i'm like bonnie you're not gonna believe this and you're like you gotta call him mm-hmm. so i texted him back and said this is gonna take a uh, more than a text can i call you and so we talked for about three hours mm-hmm. and um and he said uh daniel We've been, our past year, we've been on parallel tracks. Mm -hmm. And I shared with him the whole vision of what God has done. And he said, uh, 
He said, Daniel, God's written ministry on my heart, but I didn't know how to do it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a businessman. I'm a entrepreneur. I, and, and I just didn't know. I thought I'd have to quit my job and go on staff at a church. And he said, God showed me the part that successful businessmen can play in the gospel and funding the gospel and, and being a patron of the gospel and kingdom work. And he had been asking and praying God to show him what ministry he could be a part of supporting and coming alongside of and sharing in. Mm-hmm. And he said, Daniel, six weeks ago, y'all came to my mind. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I just, I just Googled you. He'd been praying through that. Been praying through it, Googled you. I came across, he didn't know about the marriage adventure. Nope. He didn't know about the farm. He didn't know about anything. Nope. He said, I came across the marriage adventure, saw your podcast, saw your blog, your book. And I'm thinking, oh, they probably don't need my help. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he ordered the book and said he read it, and it was just right exactly what he was, where he was, and uh, and wanted to be a part of it. And it was the most amazing, amazing thing I'd ever been a part of. His story is equally as, as amazing on the it, other side, what God's been doing. But to make a, a really long, long story. <laughs> 36 minutes yeah, in. Um, shorter that. We're going to get to partner together with him and, and make this marriage full-time, adventure a full-time thing. Full-time ministry. Yeah. And um, and so he wants to come alongside on the business end mm-hmm. and on the financial end and helping underwrite some things until we can get up and get this thing going. And uh, so it won't be just um, uh, someone that's giving. It'll be a, a ministry partner that we get to partner with. And the yeah. cool thing is, is... We were talking, and Bonnie, you had said to him, "Your biggest fear." Oh, is is business? I don't, I can't do business. We years ago when we did Worship One was our ministry we had back then, and we would, um, I I was handling the books and the finances and all that, and it just about wrecked me because I'm yeah. not good. I'm better we, than you are at it, but yeah, that's anybody's not better at me at it. But I'm terrible at it, and I was like scared to death. I, I don't. I don't have time to do this. No. I've got kids at home that we're homeschooling now. And we're, you, you had know, said a couple months ago, you said, Daniel, we need a business partner. Yeah. Cause I can't, we don't know business, run a business. And, and, and that's what Eric said. He said, no, those are the things I, I bring to the table and it's, it's my heart and I'm good at it. And he I'm said, like, somebody's good at this. He Who's said, Daniel, good I got, at this? I've got, he said, Bonnie, Daniel, I've got attorneys. I got tax people. I've got all of that. I want to run the business so you can raise the kids, Bonnie. And, Y'all can do the ministry mm-hmm. together. And he said, Daniel, I'll never forget you said this. He said, Daniel, the canyon is filled. Mm-hmm. God filled it in. Let's just walk across it now. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And it was, it's the most amazing thing. So we have, uh, after almost 20 years, I'm in my 20th year. I'm going to claim it. I know. Um, I know that's, that's so hard. We've you know? resigned from North Star and uh and starting um we're still church members we still get church stay. members yep. yep we are ingrained that was the first thing our kids ask us is if we were leaving north star and they'd probably leave us and move out if we did <laughs> but we, it's home for us i mean mm-hmm. we love we love the vision of the church and the people of the church and uh and there's nowhere else we'd rather be and so we'll we'll still be there but uh but we'll be jumping in full time with a marriage mm-hmm. adventure and uh Continuing now, if you've been a fan of the podcast, you'll see how sporadic we've been the past year, but now we'll uh, be consistent, we'll be very consistent mm-hmm. with that and content coming out. And then, uh, and then in the spring, uh, we're hoping we'll begin to be able to roll out some marriage enrichment and intensives for couples mm-hmm. and uh, to be able to come and stay at the farm and find some hope and yeah. some healing. 
Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I have a close friend who's always telling me, she says, you know, God's not doing just one thing. He's doing a thousand at the same time. And yeah. we can't comprehend the, the patchwork of what he's doing behind the scenes. And in this case, it's been so amazing to see how he's been preparing things behind the scenes in ways we could never fathom <laughs> far bigger than what we dreamed our little dream this is far bigger and, and eight or ten years ago when eric and i were put together in that men's group yeah, yeah. and it's so amazing to watch and just see um he knew nothing of it and yeah. god's working in his heart on one end and working in ours on another and i want to encourage you in your marriage today or in your life today wherever you are that that god is a big god and mm if there's something in your life that seems hopeless, maybe it's your marriage, maybe it's a dream you have, or maybe it's it's your kids or things that you're walking through or, or just a hard season in your life that seems hopeless, God is way bigger yep. than your circumstance. Yep. He's way bigger than the hard things that you're facing in your relationships or in your circumstances. And hang on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you, and, and, you know, we read the stories in the Old Testament. You read the stories in the New Testament of the miracles God did and and God building the wall around around Jerusalem. And and you think, oh, that's all, that's just old stuff. Mm-mm. But God's still doing amazing stuff. I mean, even bigger things. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, if God, if God gives you a vision that he wants to build a pond, he's going he's gonna to dig the pond on his own, and mm-hmm. he's going to finance it. And, and, and he's gonna, he's gonna dig it and he's gonna leave it empty if he wants to for six months Yep. and let you let it be miserably empty and in a drought. And then guess what? It's going to rain in December of 22 and Mm -hmm. it ain't ever going to (laughs) stop. And now we've got three ponds back there. I mean, we got a pond that's overflowing and, and that's what God does. If we just, just put our yes on the table and, put our hands to the plow and don't get in his way. That's right. That's right. And it's, it's an amazing, amazing ride. So how can you pray for us? We, um, we ask, first of all, that you pray uh, for our marriage mm-hmm. because just as the enemy attacked last year, he's going to keep attacking. And he knows the way that he can take this ministry out is to take our marriage out and pray for Eric and Carmen, that's mm-hmm. their names, and uh, pray for their marriage and their life. And their families. And their families, and pray for our families. And uh, I want you to pray that God continues to give vision, and can and he will, and he'll continue to provide for it. Mm-hmm. And that we'll, the bigger part of that prayer is that we'll be obedient to that vision and to hear it and get out of his way. But then also I want you to pray, the third thing is I want you to pray for the couples that's going to be coming through. Uh, this ministry or that's going to hear this podcast or just going to read these these resources and listen to these resources and that God will uh, intersect their lives uh, yeah. whether it be with us uh, or someone else that can bring help and hope to their marriage and uh, and so that's the way you can pray for us mm-hmm. so we uh we so thank you for listening listen uh, follow us on Facebook Instagram at the marriage adventure if you haven't subscribed to this podcast subscribe because it's about to it's about to get get really good and we're really excited. So you guys have a great week and go dogs. Oh, we are all-